welcome to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Monday, November the 16th, 2015. Today's reading was Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 22. So come on, and let's discuss what we read together. We may have changed books, but we're still in the period of Judges. And during this time in the Judges, we don't know exactly what judge is ruling. We don't know exactly what uh, has brought the famine on, other than we can generalize that it was their disobedience. But we're introduced to a family in Bethlehem. Now, Bethlehem is a significant city, and later, especially this time of year, it'll be talked about quite a bit. Bethlehem means the house of bread, and it's in Judah. But this family is in suffering because there's famine. And so they have to make a decision that must have been incredibly difficult because it was a risk that they took. What does it take to leave everything that you know and your family, but what kind of circumstances drove them? How difficult is it for a husband and wife to look at one another and speak of how their boys are wasting away and how hungry they are? How difficult it must be when bellies that used to rumble for food have been without for so long that they don't even say they're hungry. No matter what their circumstances were, this man named Elimelech and his wife Naomi decided to leave and go to the land of Moab. And as they set out, you can imagine, I'm sure they were trying to convince one another that it was all going to be fine. I'm sure the boys were asking, what's this going to be like? What are we going to do? And they're just assuring them, we don't know, but we have some ideas. And so they head and they find themselves in the land of Moab. And they remain there and all the thoughts and all the dreams that they had for what the land was going to be like and what they might put their hands to and how they might sustain themselves was suddenly ripped away. Things became very dark. They lost their patriarch. Elimelech died, and Naomi is left with her two sons. And at some point, these two boys took Moabite wives. And in taking these wives, we're not told whether this was a willful act of disobedience or whether these particular wives believed in Yahweh, the one true God. We just know that they took these two wives and they lived there for about ten years. And then something unthinkable that parents just, it's hard for them to even try to get their minds around. Naomi lost both her sons. She had no husband. She had no sons. Already a widow and almost entirely dependent upon her boys, this would have been a blow that not only shook her to the core, but this would have been such a dangerous and precarious position to be in. She had to think and decide, what is she to do? And so now she finds herself as the leader of that home, and she arises and tells her two daughter-in-laws that she's going to return to her homeland. That's probably her best opportunity for survival. Now, she had heard from some travelers in the fields that the Lord had visited his, visited his people and he had given food. And so she sets out and her daughter-in-laws set out with her. Now, this is not necessarily indicative of the fact that they're going all the way or going to stay. In Eastern culture, this would have been a very common practice to journey with their loved one, their family. 
And so as they go, she tells them along the way, she says, you need to just return and go back to your house. There's nothing for you here. I can't give you any more sons. I don't have anything. I don't have money. I, I, I don't have property. I don't have anything to give you. And at this, the emotion just broke and they all began to, to cry and weep aloud. She says, just go back home. Just go back. Don't come with me. I don't have any hope. I don't have anything to give you. Just go home. And so one of the daughter-in-laws, Orpah, agrees. She kisses her mother-in-law, probably for the last time, and she leaves. But the Bible tells us that Ruth clings to her. And Naomi tries to reason with her and says, Listen, look, your sister-in-law, she's, she's going back to her people. She's, she's going back home. You, you need to do what she has done. You must go. And Ruth begins to speak in such an incredible and loving way. She says, please don't ask me to leave you. Please don't tell me not to follow you. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. And, and wherever you stay, I'm going to stay. I, I'm with you. And your people are going to be my people. Your God is my God. And where only thing that will part us is death. And if it's anything else, may the Lord judge me if anything else parts us. Naomi can see the determination in her daughter-in-law, and so she relents. And the both of them head on and they journey until they finally come to Bethlehem, to the house of bread. Now, as they come into town, the village is astir because there are just a couple of women coming into town, and this would have been quite unusual. Uh, the fact that there were no men would have been unusual, but as far as we can tell, we don't know that they had any livestock. We don't know that they had anything with them. And as they journey and come into town, you can imagine as people recognize perhaps this is somebody they know. She's been gone for years, but this, this really looks like Naomi. And then and, and the gossip begins to spread and the word begins to spread until finally Naomi addresses it. And she says directly, don't call me Naomi ever again. You call me Mara. Mara means bitter. And she believed that the Lord is just dealing bitterly with her. And she recounts how she left with her husband and her boys and hopes and dreams. But now she has come back empty. So don't call me Naomi. The Lord has obviously testified against me. And he's brought this calamity on me. And so she came back. She and Ruth, having returned from Moab, made their home in Bethlehem, the house of bread, at the beginning of barley harvest, which would be April. In this, you can see this was a difficult set of circumstances. Uh, Naomi's life, we don't know what it was prior to the famine, but since then, pretty much all she has known is lack and devastation, heartache, heartbreak, and loss, death and destitution. And as she comes back, it's hard not to say anything other than, I think God has forgotten me. I think that I must have done something because all these bad things are happening to me. And only God could have brought all this on me. We must be careful not to try to blame God for every evil thing. While it is true that God is sovereign over all things and that God is in control, it is not inconceivable to think, and we cannot say that God causes all evil and he brings all evil to pass. For if you read scripture, the Bible is clear. That's not the way it works. But in this existence that we experience, in this short amount of time until our king comes and makes things right, there is pain and there is suffering. 
And in that pain and suffering, what are we to hold to? What a beautiful thing to see that a daughter-in-law, a family by marriage, would make such a commitment to her mother-in-law to say, I love you and I'm going to go with you and we will endure this together. But she would not receive even that comfort. This would be very little consolation for her. She's lost her husband and her sons and all she can do is start to retreat into a shell of bitterness and perhaps thinking that the Lord had abandoned her. But having returned to the house of bread, they're going to find out that bread will be provided. And ultimately, we're going to see this beautiful picture as it unfolds in the gospel that the house of bread and this woman, Naomi and Ruth, play a significant role in God's plan to rescue his people. So as we read in the book of Ruth this week, keep in mind it's during the period of Judges. And keep in mind that we're going to be reminded that even when it seems like God has forgotten and he's not ruling and reigning and he's not paying attention to what's going on, God is still bringing his plan to pass. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle TheJohnNix. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.